The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Funding for the Capital Weekly Podcast is provided by the California Endowment and by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Greetings and welcome to Capital Weekly's podcast. I'm John Howard, I'm the editor of Capital Weekly. I'm joined by Tim Foster. Hello. I'm joined by David Quintana of Gonzalez, Quintana, Hunter, and Cruz. You're yeah. laughing because you thought I wouldn't get that. Well done. I got that. Well done. Yeah. And also Viviani Becerra, who works with David and yeah. who's going to be our truth person and flag person sure. in case David says something wrong. You can wave us. Every journalistic entity has to have a fact checker on fact side. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. We don't at Capital Weekly, but everybody else does. So. <laughs> yeah, you make your facts. We do. We make them up. Uh, David, we, we, wanted to ask, facts. <laughs> we wanted to ask you uh, about the thing everybody's talking about now is the back-to-session bash on January 12th. Uh, how long has this been going on, and what gave you the idea to start this in the first place? Um, well, thanks for being here. I appreciate you coming here You're in welcome. the rain. It is pretty ugly out there, as you can see. We don't do this for everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for doing it for me. Um, it, this is the 13th Back to Session Bash. The 13th Back to Session Bash. Unbelievable how long and how big it's become. Mm-hmm. How long it's gone on and how big it's become. Um, you know, what made me think of this was the failure of a prior uh, end of session bash. So when I first started working in the Capitol, there was something called the end of session bash. And there's a couple of problems with having an end-of-session bash. First problem is you really never know when the session ends, right? Um, And and so, you know, you might have end-of-session bash, last day of a session, um, 10 o'clock p.m. Well, session goes on until midnight or, you know, you just never really know. And so it was tough. The the other thing is that when the session ends, people just want to leave. Um, people don't want to stick around, they're right? Because usually it's late, they're tired, they've been working hard, people have been yelling at them, or they've been yelling at people. But isn't that the time when they want to unwind, and they go, oh, God, I'm glad this is done, let's go to the bathroom? No, that's the next day. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, um, actually, there's three things I said to you, there's three. And the third thing is that um, people are just tired of people at the end of session, right? They're just like, they're tired. It's like, they've already, they spent a full year with these guys, and, you know, they're on, on to other stuff. These People are getting on their nerves. So that, when I started in the building in like 97, 98, that was kind of on its last legs because it was experiencing what I had just pointed out. You know, it wasn't as successful as it could be. And how long did it, did it run? How long was I it? I think it had a good run, but here's why. Because the politicians took it over. And so the leadership created something called End of Session Bash, and they turned it into a fundraiser. Yeah. And so, like, Willie, when I was there, well, like, um, not Willie Brown, but whoever the speaker was at the time, that he was before me, like, you would have to pay to go. And so you'd pay to go, and then, like, legislators would sing, or lip sync, yeah, and they yeah. would do, like, dance, and, you know. And they had all those crazy posters. I remember with John Burton holding a gun and a rifle or yeah, something. Like yeah, it became a thing. And so people just got, you know, it's tough to uh, get a bunch of 24-year-olds to go to that, one, when they have to pay. Secondly, they got to watch their bosses, you know, lip-sync bad Motown songs. And so so that kind of just petered out. Well, the Motown songs were good. The lip-syncing was yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Didn't mean to disparage uh, Gary Gordy. He'll be suing you. Um, and so that kind of just faded out, right? That just kind of disappeared. And there was a gap. And then I was on the treadmill one morning. 
um, in the gym, and I was thinking, man, I'd like to create a party, because there was no party after that. There had been about five years, six years, maybe longer than that, where there hadn't been any sort of party. And then I thought, huh, what about a back-to-session bash? Because everybody's all optimistic, and it's like the first day of school, right? First day of school is like some of your happiest days, because like your pencils are all new, right. your notebooks are all crisp. You can't wait to see the people you're going to hate, like, you know, three months later. Right. Everybody's filled with By optimism. By then it'll be too late, right? So, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> oh, and, and like, young guys, you know, they're, they're, they're trying yeah. to, you know, set themselves up for the rest of the year. You know, it, it, you can take it from there. Yeah. And so I thought, what a great idea. So the organization I was with at the time, who um, one of, I only had, like, three clients at the time. One of them was a tribal business alliance, and I... Went to them with the idea, and they loved it. And I said, just let me put it together. I think I can put something together here. And we did, and it took off. I mean, the first year, we only had like 400 people. Um, what, what do you get now, uh, after 13 years? What, what's your average? Do you have any estimate, maybe, of an it, average on yeah, it? Yeah, it's gone up every year. Um, last year, we had... last Actually, last year, it did decline because we had a bad rainstorm. Um, we no. had two issues that happened last year. No one noticed. Yeah. <laughs> one, we had a bad rainstorm, and secondly, that. one of our vendors um, messed up. Right at the last minute. At right? the last I minute, do remember our that. vendors remember messed up, so we couldn't open the doors for like ten minutes until the. It might have been longer. It was longer, young. yeah. It, it might have been longer. I were were people beating on the doors to get yes. in? Yes. Yes, people Let us were into the bash. beating on the doors. People were blowing my tech, all of our texts, all of our phones up, saying, really? "What's going on? It's raining. Let us in." So finally, I just said, "Screw it!" Made them clear their stuff out, and we opened the doors. So I don't think the average person, the average attendee, noticed no. anything. They wouldn't have, no. um, and it was still very, very successful. But it dipped by about 150. So the way, the way, I mean the. The, sort of the agenda is the first hour or so people are networking, people are talking. Then you have the event, I mean the the musical event. Mm-hmm. So well, this year, part who's, who's going to be the musical person Who's the secret year? guest? Yeah, You can tell us. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not anyone associated with Barry Gordy. <laughs> it's no one from Motown. No. <laughs> Do they still exist? Okay, so yeah. it's Sting. He said it's Sting. Right? <laughs> it's not Prince. Is it Coolio again? It's not George Michael. It's not Coolio. It's not anyone that has performed before. It is someone... It's not Merle Haggard. You're talking it's about. not Merle Haggard. Yeah. It is someone... You know, people always ask, why do I always have like rap? Yeah, he's being cagey. Okay, he's being cagey. All right. It, it's because they have to fit on the stage. Right, and so hip hop and rap seems to work well with a small stage because all they really need is a DJ, a couple of other guys, a couple of hype men who you know do <laughs> yeah, stuff on the side, um, and so well, that when, all works. Well. When the music starts, up, one I think it was year before last, um, the music kicked off, and I'd been out there. I was networking around, and I was in this line that started going up towards the stage, and people were applauding, and I thought. What oh, am I doing? You? And I would happen to be in the line of Coolio, I think it was. Were you like an old German composer? I was the old German <laughs> composer. Yeah, right. Franz Liszt. What did I just hear that Mozart outsold Beyonce this year in CDs? Wow. Yes. Because no one buys CDs. No one buys yeah, CDs but, yeah. but Mozart outsold Beyonce. So there's an interesting... John John has hopes still. Yeah, I have hopes. Yeah. <laughs> Beethoven like, is next. You, you know, do look so. like an old German composer, though. Well, though. I don't have that hope. But, uh, so now, wait. So who was your best... Like, most exciting performer can you think of? Can you say that? Yeah. Actually, I can, I can say that. I, on, in my opinion, well, here, <laughs> there's something I never lived down. The first year of the bash, 
because I knew I wanted some sort of entertainment to, uh, you gotta have something to kick it off, right? Barry Manilow. Something to bam! <laughs> hey, don't give away the guest. <laughs> and so the first year, back when I was still um, a wide-eyed optimist myself, I thought, what about the King's Dancers? Like, so for the first year of the bash, we had the King's Dancers. And they came out and they did like a 10-minute performance. Oh, no, I'm awake. I'm awake. Go ahead. Now, they were actually pretty good. <laughs> but the women just have never forgotten. Any of the women who are associated with any of us that helped me put this on, they will never let me. Because I've brought it up a couple of other times. And I've said, what about, you know, the King's Dancers and they are the Laker Girls? And they just, they're all over me. I see. Because um, okay. they, they think that it was sexist. Yeah. But So th they were the first performers ever. I think that... In my opinion, the best performer was the first when I decided to go outside of local entertainment and start going into people with a national presence. Mm -hmm. And that was a Bay Area rapper by the name of Lyrics Born. Oh, um, yeah. Lyrics Born was the first person that I decided to go outside and start getting names. And he's a he's a big underground rapper. Like if you know the hip hop scene, he is a big a big following. And he was the best. He was a professional. Showed up on time. Him and his wife they knocked their stuff out. He stayed after. Um, he, he was really, really good. I would say Lyrics Born, to me, was my favorite, and I think he was by far the most professional. How long does the bash laugh, uh, last? How long does it go? Um, it goes until as long as... So it go you midnight or later? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm usually yeah. gone by 945. 945, okay. Oh, I, I usually what? live around 930. We're going to have to cut this out. It ruins, <laughs> yeah. whole, it ruins your whole image. I know. You're going to get to the gym I'm by in, 10. I know. I'm in bed <laughs> calling, texting them going, hey, how's it going? Is it still going on? 1130. Yeah. It's age. It's age. So how does... So it's everyone, supposed to go to 1 a.m. Everyone wants the ticket. Everyone wants the little glass mm -hmm. beads. How do they get them? We get them because we, we help you out with the promotion and stuff like that. How does how does everyone else get them? Um, you have to know somebody. So we have about eight sponsors, eight or nine sponsors, uh -huh. okay. and they get a they get a you know hand they get a nice handful of tickets. Um, and then we well I don't because I have I hire a company that handles the tickets for me since I'm a lobbyist. So we don't have anything to do with tickets that go to the Capitol or anyone mm -hmm. reportable. Mm -hmm. So Monique. And the CTBA, who's still the name sponsor, mm -hmm. they handle all the tickets that go over to the to the reportable people, and so they send a number of tickets to each office. And so, depending on the office and depending on their relationship with the sponsors of the bash, they could get anywhere from ten tickets to two tickets, um, based upon the office's relationship with the sponsors of the bash. Mm -hmm. And so, they get tickets, and then there, again, sponsors get like twenty-five tickets a piece. Other people get twenty tickets. You know, friends of people that are putting the event on get uh, large amounts of tickets, and then it really is kind of fun because people are running around like it's a, like it's one of those games to find stuff, right? And they're trying to find tickets. It's oh, crowded. I know we get a lot of calls. Yeah, hey, you yeah. guys have a yeah, you guys get tickets. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. It's always crowded, and mm -hmm. I don't know four or five hundred people. It seems no, to it's got to be more than that. More now. 1,500. Yeah. 1,500? Yeah. 1,500 Over the whole night. No way. Yes. Over the whole night. Over the whole night, yeah. 1,200, but that yeah. was just because we lost Because of the rain. But yeah. Yeah. Wow, so this no year, kidding. This year, I expect it'll be bigger than 1,500. Wow, no kidding. Because it's a new session. Everybody wants to meet everybody. Yeah. Um, we have also, we've taken care of the problem. If there is rain this year, we've taken care of that problem, so we won't have a problem where people have to wait out in the rain. They have and a long so, awning or something? or um, There's an indoor in, uh, entrance now. Ah. Uh -huh, People okay. will enter Mahjong. through Mahjong. Is and it the same location? Outlived. You've outlived That's locations. True. It's changed names. Right? <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, it used to be Mason's. Mason's, yeah. It was Mason's, and we killed off Mason's, and now it's uh, the park. But it's yep. the same 
area, basically, same same room. spot. Yes, we take over everything. We take over, and you know, we've looked at I've looked at different venues, and if you get a venue that's any bigger, it becomes more sterile, and yeah. you lose that that vibe, that feeling you have there. Um, and if you try to get something that's hipper but smaller, we ha we'll, we'll have a problem because you have so you have fifteen hundred people, people trying to get yeah. in, and then yeah. you lose them because they don't want to wait in line. And right? it's already a crazy zoo in there as it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. You got you got three very distinct phases. In the very beginning, you get the older people who are you know a lot of staffers who come over to check it out, legislators, and then about after the entertainment, then you have a mix. You have a lot of younger people with those staffers, and they're kind of like you know. Mixing around, and then probably after eight thirty nine, then it's I'd say eighty percent of the people are under the age of like twenty eight. Yeah, very very young. So you usually do this on a Tuesday. Why is it on a Thursday this year? Yeah, um, two years ago we we figured this out because when it was on a Tuesday, um, as much as people wanted to party, only pretty much the diehard party people stayed past ten, right? Because people have to go to work the next morning on Wednesday. Um, so we moved it to Thursday because before the holiday, before the uh, Martin Luther King holiday, because they have to be in session to check in. So they had to be here on Friday to check in. So while they have to be at work, it's kind of just a check-in session. So you're implying that they don't actually do much work on a check-in <laughs> check session. So people end up staying out till one in the morning um, on the Thursday night. Which, wow. So it it, so it, it doubled. Our alcohol costs by moving it to Thursday. <laughs> wow! No kidding. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So you'll be moving it back to Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Good question. Though. You, as the entertainment, you've actually gotten the leadership involved. I can't yes. remember which. I know I've seen singing and uh, and no. skits. Well, because I no, because I don't want to go the way of the. But I thought it was really brief in the session bash. Um, they used to be longer. We used to have the inter the leadership come up, and the leadership would. Each of them would say 30 seconds or, you know, 30 to 45 seconds and introduce the next one. It was very choreographed and it would take up, but you know how politicians can be, they'll talk longer, you know. And, really? And it would take like six minutes. What I have found out now is that these people don't want to listen to the leadership. They just want to go and have a good time. So while we still want to, um, you know, pay, we, we want to pay our respects to the leadership and I think people like the fact that they're there. Um, but right now, what we do is we bring them all up at once. <laughs> do it, how, work it out. However, you're gonna work it out. But you got a minute. <laughs> Have you had any really embarrassing moments? What's your most embarrassing moment at the bash? I th well, the the most nerve wracking moment was Coolio when we couldn't find Coolio. Coolio was supposed to go on, and we had leadership there, and they were waiting because they were gonna go on after Coolio went on. And leadership was there. He was supposed to go on at six, and we couldn't find Coolio. We finally found him, like, at 6.30. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. He was in a hotel room or something. No, he was at the Rite Aid. He was at the Rite Aid on, on K Street, and he was buying condoms and candy. He had been picked up by a truck. Expected a big night. Outside of his hotel, and they took him there. And so my security guys sprinted down K Street. And they're, they're like, on their walkie-talkies. You know, we've got the target in sight. We've got the target in sight. It's Coolio with his little braids sticking yeah. up. And he's at the right Aid buying his goodies. He had kind of, he looked like little reindeer antlers. Kind of, There's not many of them yet left. Yeah, that's what I mean. Now that there's <laughs> yeah, not many of them. Three. And so they chased Coolio down. They chased him back to the hotel. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, let me just put this stuff in my room. And they're like, okay, we'll follow you to the room. So he got on, like, 40 minutes late. He got oh, on wow, 40 minutes wow. later. But I do remember he did a nice monologue about California politics and, and everything right in there. I do remember that. Yeah. 
Okay, let me just say this about Julio. He was a train wreck getting there on time and getting him onto the stage. But once he got on stage, he killed it. Yeah. He really did. He killed it. He, we only signed him to do 12 minutes. He did 25 minutes. And he was great. Getting him there could be a movie, like that Get Me to the Greek or whatever that movie was. It could be a movie of getting Coolio to the stage. But when he got on the stage, man, he turned it out. He, he did a great job. He delivered, too. yeah. He stayed forever. Here's the other thing we find out. We find out, and this will be interesting. Um, almost every single entertainer, with Naughty by Nature, Digital Underground, Coolio, all of these guys, they all want to be on the next flight out. So when, we just, when I describe the event to them and say, here's the event, it's a political event, you know, it's going to be in a restaurant, and they're all like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, write the check. I want to perform, and then I want to get on the 920 out of there, right? <laughs> Almost every time they do that, every single time when they come in there and they see the crowd and they feel the vibe and they're like, oh, shit, this is not the type of political event I was imagining, they all stay. So they really? all end up, oh, yeah, they all end up staying because they don't understand the type of party it is, right? Yeah. They just hear, oh, a political party <clears throat> in a restaurant. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And you get feedback from them afterwards wow. about, hey, David, I had such a good time there, ask me back, or hey, we really enjoyed what we were... Yeah, the only one we didn't get feedback from was Shock G with Digital Underground, hmm. um, and he was amazing. He probably was next to Lyrics Born. He was just the best, prof he was such a professional. Killed it, just killed it. Um, but he, as soon as he did, did, finished his set... He just took his like his hat and his nose off, and he has a fake, you know, prosthetic nose for his character, and he just walked back to the hotel. How do you decide who's going to perform? I mean, is there a committee? It's really hard. Is it really Viviani? It's really hard. I got to like, uh, so I have my ideas, okay. and then I have a lot of 20-somethings that work for me, yeah. and then I kind of run it past them. And just to make sure that I'm not completely losing touch. I was going to say to them, like, the people. Coolio? I am 52. So I have to make sure that I am not losing touch with the majority of the people who are going to be coming. And thankfully, I don't think I've done that. I think I've been on it. And um, so I come up with the idea, giving a couple of things, given the venue, physically the venue. Yeah. And... Um, the feel of the crowd. I know how the crowd feels. I know what they want. And so I have to find someone that fits in that. Um, obviously, a ton of them are eliminated just from the, the event, but the venue, because you can't have a rock band. Because yeah. our stage is only like, what, 10 by 4 or something like that. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's how we do it. This year, though, this year I was surprised, because I, I have a performer this year, which... I really liked, but I thought that maybe the younger crowd would, you know, wouldn't really be into him. Mm -hmm. And I have to admit, so I, it's a man. Yeah, okay. yeah nice. Okay. nice. Write that down. Good. <laughs> He's a man. And I ran it past uh, my twenty-somethings here, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, you got to get this guy." Okay, we'll talk to them separately later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, so, exactly. so I think everyone. So gives <laughs> me. Oh, have you had any sure. legal, I mean, not, not legal, but I mean, have you had to call the cops because guests were unruly, or did you have... Uh, you know, we like, have had a couple fights. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple, not fights, but a couple of, um, not fists thrown, but like chests bumped. But oh, you know, it's actually been the same person, both times. <laughs> Who? And they yeah. are, I can't say. Which reporter they, they was They actually this? are with a sponsor. <laughs> so, it's the same person, and they are aligned with one of the sponsors. Okay. So, like, I'm not at liberty to say it. But both times it's been that same person. But it never it never escalated. But Dan content. Walters, if you're listening, yeah. you just <laughs> yeah. stay late yeah. and watch. <laughs> it was John Howard. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Uh, 
overall, I mean, wh what kind of price tag? How much does it cost? Can you say to put oh, this yeah, thing totally. on? Oh yeah, I can and... completely say it. So when it first when it first started, it was um, I think the first year of the bash because remember we had Kings Girls. It only cost me three hundred bucks to get the Kings Girls. Oh wow! Um, we didn't have the complete park. Mahjong's was still serving you know Chinese food over yeah. there <laughs> while the bash was going on. It was a lot smaller. So the first year I think it was twenty five thousand, mm -hmm. and this year what is it about one hundred fifty? Yeah. Whoa! Wow. Mm -hmm. About one hundred fifty thousand to put this party on. That's like half our budget. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll take care of that. Um, you know, one of the biggest costs is alcohol. So, for yeah, sure. for example, this year, um, you know, you have the you have the bars that come with the venue, right? The main bars, but then this year we're going to have a bourbon bar. We have a high end a high end bourbon bar, a high end tequila bar. Now you had the high end tequila bar last time. Yes, right? uh -huh. yes, the high end tequila, high end bourbon. Our new one is going to be a Moscow Mule bar. It's a bar done all Fitting in copper. Fitting this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We should have someone dressed up God, like Putin to serve no, it. No, we're not. No. Uh-oh. I think an idea is more in here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll have a Moscow Mule Bar, which I think is going to be the hit of the party. This is all vodka, right? Uh, what is, how do you make a Moscow Mule? It's a ginger beer with a... I mean, I don't know. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's extremely popular. And then we'll have the old school bar, where we have the guys dressed up like the 80s from the old school with the Kinkle hats and the big watches, and they're going to serve up some old school drinks. Yeah. And one, one final question. What... What do you say to capital staffers, say, or the elected, say, this is a good event for you. Come on over here. This is why you should be here. Is it a networking thing, or is it just let your hair down and have fun? Or? Yeah, I think, it, it. honestly, yeah. I don't have to sell it. I was going to say. I don't have to, I don't have to sell it at I think it would be probably more like, you can only mm -hmm. have this many tickets. I'm sorry. Yes, mm -hmm. it, that is how it goes. I don't have to sell it because it's pretty, everybody pretty much has been. If they haven't been, the other staffers mm -hmm. have told them about it. And it's just a way, honestly, for me, it, it's a way for me to meet young staffers. Like, I don't need to meet the legislators. I'm going to meet them anyway. I know most, you know what I mean? I've already met most of them when they're running for office. But it's a way to meet the young staffers. It's a way for me to meet the, the people that I'm going to be meeting, you know, later on, mm -hmm. you know, in the year and get to know their names and get to know them as a person. Meeting the future, really. That'll be huh? around. Yeah. yeah. And so this is a way where all of those people can get together. And it's just the ultimate networking um, mm -hmm. at the perfect time. Right, right before they're about to start, they can meet all of these new staffers and the new legislators and get to know each other. And mm -hmm. as we enter into the new year, so I think that's the biggest selling point. But to be very honest, and the free alcohol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes the that makes the relationship that much deeper. Um, but I don't I don't have to sell it anymore. Well, on that note, we've talked about alcohol, the Kings girls, networking, Coolio, and Coolio. <laughs> uh, David Kitana, thank you very much. Thank you, John. That's been Appreciate great. Diana Becerra, thank you very thank much. You. Tim Foster, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm John Howard, and I'm saying we'll see you next time around. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we'll see you at the bash. Yeah. There's a good. Yeah, that was great.